Today in our studies in Luke's Gospel, uh, we are following the footsteps of Jesus as he ministers to even the least of these, reaching out to cleanse a leper. Uh, Take your Bibles and open uh, to Luke chapter 5. We'll be reading and studying today verses 12 through 16. You can find that on page 861 if you picked up an ESV. Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Before we read this word together, please join me again for a word of prayer before our Lord. O gracious Lord, our God, we confess like Solomon that we are like little children. We do do not know how to go in or to come out. And so we ask that you would give us wisdom. We pray that you would speak, for your servants are listening that by your living and active word, you would also give your spirit uh, to sink it deep into our hearts, to see ourselves, to see our Savior, and to rejoice in him. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. You know God's word as we find it in Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 12. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Let's send the reading of God's holy and inerrant word. May he add a blessing to its reading and to its hearing this morning. It happens every three or four months uh, that the uh, water in our bathtub stops draining quite as quickly as it should. That's always my cue to get my tools and to take off the drain cover and to get my other tools and fish out the clog so that things can keep moving. And I'm seeing a couple faces of disgust. You know what that's like. I do it because I'm the dad, and by default, that sort of job is, is mine in the household. I do it because I don't like to stand in soapy water every morning while I'm taking my shower, and I do it because, quite frankly, nobody else in my household, wants to put their hands on that slimy gunk that comes out of the drain. According to last year's census, in the country of India, there are about 200 million people who are viewed by their society as the human equivalent of shower gunk. They're the Dalits, the untouchables. Hinduism teaches that they have been born into a life of shame because of the impurities of a past life. And so in their culture, it becomes a religious duty to remind them of just how disdainful they are. And they are the untouchables. They are the scum of the Indian culture. They're very often often victimized with impunity. They're given jobs that nobody else would dream of taking. And for very little or sometimes for no pay at all, And bound into slavery, they're made to clean up roadkill or to clean sewers by hand. 
They are subject to mob violence and segregation and public humiliation. And even though law after law is passed to protect them, still the Dalits remain the unwanted and the unwelcome and the untouchables. And every society has their untouchables. The case may not be as dire as uh, what you might see among some of the slums of India, but every society has their untouchables. They're there if you're looking for them. Perhaps in every major city, it's the homeless person who's sleeping there, and, and others simply ignore them and pass by and go about their business. Even in the prison population, there are the untouchables. They are the child abusers, the ones that no one wants to befriend and no one wants to go near, and they live their lives, even in prison, all alone and segregated for their own safety often. In the 1980s, it was the AIDS patients. You look around, the untouchables are there, and no matter what society we're talking about and looking at. And in much of recorded history, the untouchables included those who were suffering the ravages of leprosy. There was a case in, uh, in Judea and in Galilee. If you were a leper in Israel, you were a pariah. You were a scourge. You were a once human outcast, separated from your home and from your family and from human kindness. And it is not overly dramatic to say that if you were in this town where this leper approached Jesus, that you would look around and you would see parents grabbing their children and pulling them close. You would hear audible gasps as he walked through the streets. No one wanted to be near this man who was coming, but he was coming to find Jesus. And if you were there, you wouldn't know whether to react to him with pity or revulsion. And yet we see, as the scriptures so often tell us, that Jesus is not afraid to touch the untouchable. Jesus is the one who stoops down and, and he draws near the outcast in compassion. He's the Savior who is able and willing to heal those who come to him in faith. And we find again in this passage, as we find so often in Scripture, that Jesus is the one who gives hope to the helpless. That's what the leper found and learned on that day, and would that the Lord would teach us that same message. That Jesus is the Savior who gives help and hope to the helpless. Today, as we look at these verses, I want to draw your attention to three things. First, to faith. Secondly, to compassion. And lastly, to blood. Faith and compassion and blood. We find first the faith of the leper. Now, before we can understand something about the faith of this man, which, uh, which is a very large part of this passage, we need to know something about his condition. Luke chapter, uh, four, chapter 5, verse 12 tells us uh, that while Jesus was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Now, that word shows up frequently enough in Scripture. The ESV is helpful enough to tell you with their footnote that actually this was kind of a, a blanket term. It was an umbrella term. Uh, and some of the rabbis taught that this idea of leprosy that encompassed lots of different skin diseases and ailments, it could actually encompass up to 72 different varieties uh, of skin disease. But the way that Luke describes this man, it is very likely that he was afflicted with what we think of categorically as leprosy, what today is known as Hansen's disease. Luke tells us he was full of leprosy, that is, that it wasn't simply one little splotch on his skin, but it was a systemic issue, and that's the way Hansen's disease works. It's actually caused by a bacterial infection. It's an infection that works throughout the entire system and may not present symptoms for five or ten years, and so by the time it erupts, it's already everywhere. And Luke tells us that this man came in, and he would have been from head to toe, his skin covered in thick and coarse, uh, Apache 
places, and it would be raw, and leprosy affects the outer body, but it also affects the larynx. It makes, it makes your voice coarse. It makes your, your speech scratchy, and, and just as scratchy as your skin, it breaks down that cartilage all over your body. So someone with leprosy would have a nose that is flattened and ears that droop and, and joints that are stiff as this bacterial infection was a degenerative sort of thing and broke down all sorts of areas of their body. It affected the nervous system. It made your muscles weak. It affected your sense of touch, your sense of pain. And this is perhaps uh, the worst part of the disease because it used to be thought that leprosy was the kind of thing that would make your body uh, begin to rot and, and people with leprosy often are missing toes or fingers and it used to be thought that the disease itself made these toes and fingers spontaneously drop off but we've now learned that that's not how it works. Rather, by dulling the sense of pain, injuries simply go unnoticed. They go untreated. Wounds fester. And that is where the rot comes in, and that's why the toes drop off and the fingers fall off. And it's a disgusting, terrible disease. Dr. Brand was a Christian missionary, and he was a doctor, and he ministered to lepers for much of his life, and he did an awful lot of uh, research into how, uh, how leprosy advances and, and what it is. And when he had a patient who would come to him, and he would operate on a leper, he would almost always send them home with a house cat. That's not because uh, they needed an emotional support animal. He would send them home with a house cat because especially in the third world, vermin and mice and rats will creep in and chew on toes, and the leper doesn't feel a thing and sleeps right through it. And so Dr. Brand called leprosy a painless hell. J.C. Ryle called it a living death. And in fact, uh, the, the Jewish historian Josephus said that in his day, lepers were treated, quote, as if they were, in fact, dead men. And it's true. You can read Leviticus chapter 13 for yourself. You can remember how, how anyone who was a leper was declared to be unclean. That meant that they were ceremonially, they were socially cut off from the life of the community, separate from the people. They were commanded to leave their hair unkempt, to let their clothes fall like rags. They were commanded everywhere they went to cover their upper lip and to announce their presence, to warn you so that you had time to get away from the plague that they represented. And so if there was a leper, you know they would go around screaming, unclean, unclean. And they had to be alone, it says. Leviticus 13, verse 46. The leprous person is unclean. He shall live alone, and his dwelling shall be outside the camp. And so, if this man had a wife once, he had to be separated from her embrace. If he had children who once hugged his neck and giggled in his ear, he left them. And his family was nothing but a memory. And he was separated as though a dead man. And some of the rabbis tell us that when a person was pronounced to be a leper and pronounced to be unclean, they would leave the town and all of the residents